Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Uh, tonight we'll be covering Season 4, Episode 7, titled Problem Dog. I love that song. That's yeah. a really cool song. And we're going to talk about it. We will. Uh, let's In first the- do some news, though. Okay. Right? Uh, apparently there was some pretty decent size news, I thought. Uh, Aaron Paul did an interview with, interview, or with E! Online, and he kind of spilled the beans on the rest of Breaking Bad. He said there's going to be... Another 16 episodes, but it's going to be split into two seasons, five and six. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to believe because also um, some early show listener feedback, Constance wrote in that she said, and I heard this from several people, that she was just reading the news and notes section of Entertainment Weekly and it featured the summer's winners and losers. Under TV, it said AMC's Breaking Bad is getting canned and will go out in style with the 16-episode closer. She said, I missed something. I thought the final run was a decision to close the show by the creators, not AMC, canceling the best show on TV. Canned? I think this is all bullshit. I mean, I think E-Dub did not get the report right because Mm -hmm. Gilligan has always said, well, he's been saying this since before this season, that he doesn't see it going past uh, season five. Yeah. The the controversy was AMC, or who knows who wanted, but somebody talked about a seven-episode season, and Mm -hmm. that we were worried about would contract it or forcing them to do two seasons. Honestly, if they do 16 shows or 17 shows after this, I don't care if they split it into two halves. I would actually, I mean, selfishly, it would be good for the cast because we'd have two more years. (laughs) Yeah, we'd have three years instead of two. Um, But the only thing that would bug me is if Gilligan would feel pressure to put an artificial cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, that's a concern because I think it would definitely help with their ability to write a more cohesive story because they'll have more time to write those final eight episodes, you know. Um, they can focus mm. an entire year on each eight episodes. But if they do have to shoehorn another, like, big cliffhanger in there, what does that do to the show? Uh, the other, On the other hand, it seems like every other Breaking Bad ends on a cliffhanger that would be worthy of it in the <laughs> season. That's true, yeah. So I don't think it would screw up their mojo too much to punch one of them up a little bit in the season on. But yeah. also, I mean, Breaking Bad likes to do that slow burn in a season. Mm. The thing I worry about is with seven episodes, they couldn't do that. Yeah, because, I mean, we're at seven now, and it's just getting really moving. I mean, they banged the beginning. They had a couple of uh, kind of action, I guess, scenes or whatever. But Uh right now, I feel like the season is kind of like beginning for real. Yeah. Like starting next week, things are going to happen. And that's what uh, Aaron Paul was saying in that interview as well. He was saying things are about to get really, really, really crazy. Right. So (laughs) strap in. Because it's, it's about to get really, really, really crazy. So I guess until I see an official source saying that the show is being booked for two more, like 13-episode seasons, mm-hmm. um, and even Aaron Paul, like, I don't believe that he has the inside scoop 
Yeah, he may not know. I mean, he might just be reading things wrong himself. So, it's like and I mean, even if Vince Gilligan tells him, "Hey, sixteen episodes, two more seasons," right? That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Vince Gilligan doesn't run the show, right? That he's not making he should. The decisions. I he mean, should. He's the showrunner. That would mean something <laughs> but, to me because that's what he, what he wants and thinks is going to happen. But, sure, yeah. but that may not happen. Right. So, uh, okay, why don't we go ahead and get into the recap, please? Uh, first scene opens up with Jesse playing video games. He's playing the game Rage. Uh, I saw this weekend at PAX in Seattle. Right? Yeah, that's cool. It is not played with a light zapper. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I was a little confused by that. Yeah. But I, I do understand why they did it. I mean, the flashbacks uh, with with him shooting Gale, he had... I, I did notice that not only did they flash back to Gale, but they flash between him holding the controller gun and him holding a real gun. Which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that too. And, you know, a lot of people talk about video games and whether it desensitizes you or whatnot. Uh, I do think that this is Jesse deliberately trying to desensitize himself. It's really not working. <laughs> not uh, at all. You don't think so? Not when Gail's popping up in his vision. Uh, well, like I said, I think it's also symbolic when he's got the, you know, quit or continue. Oh, very much. That yeah. he's continue, selects continue, that he's going to con- try to, you know, desensitize. He's not going to try to start over and do something else. And, and well, well, I think there's a little bit more symbolism that I cur- uh, I crib from Melissa Mayer's, um, mm-hmm. that we can talk about later on in the episode too. Well, to me, that was very much representative of him wanting a fresh start. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, it said restart. Oh. Mission restart. And he, he very, like, he wanted to check out. He held it over, quit for a second, and he went back to restart. And to me, that that said, "Hey, I want to restart my life. I want to get back on board." Well, that's interesting because uh, a lot of people noted that the look of rage mirrored his house's look at the beginning. <laughs> it's dark. Uh-huh. It's crumbling. There's spray paint everywhere. Huh. Um, yeah. And then the next scene, so he clicks on restart. The next time we see him, he's painting and, and remodeling and kind of uh-huh. like wallpapering over that yeah so yeah you might be on there's there's uh, several layers of meaning uh i thought it was cool that the lights were flashing all sorts of crazy colors too because that very much symbolized what's going on in his head it's it's a mix of emotion he doesn't know really where he's at yet right um there were also another couple small things in there one thing you could hear in the background is in the game someone said don't drink that ain't no telling if it's going to be poison mm. Which is interesting, considering the events later with the coffee. Um, Someone's poisoned the water hole. <laughs> and there was another thing that they said. It said nothing new over here. Like, very, very faint. I don't know what that means or if it means anything. It's hard to tell with the show. It really is, yeah. Um, so next scene, they're washing the Challenger at the car wash. It's the first car to go through the junior's challenger mm-hmm. and apparently junior is refusing to talk to his mother now because the car's about to go back well of course right it's all <laughs> her course. fault uh i didn't get a whole lot from this scene i i think you had a couple things that annoyed you um well <laughs> the other than adjusting my mic boom um yeah um i just thought this is kind of like a pet peeve of mine is women don't tell your men to tip the waiter or waitress or whoever. Don't <laughs> remind them to do that. If they're the type of guy who's not going to tip, why are you with them? And if they're the type oh. of guy who's going to tip anyway, reminding them is just like treating him like a five-year-old. Yeah. It's like I follow my son around and I tell him he can do two out of six things. He can pull down his pants, put up the lid, <laughs> flush a toilet, 
wash or dry his hands, but he can't do all of them. So I have to follow him around. Kind of, did you wash your hands? Did you flush the toilet? Did you pull down your pants first? You know, all these things. Uh-huh. Um, most grown adults don't need to have that kind of yeah. you know, level of handholding. This is where the, oh my God, Skylar's such a bitch comes from. Yeah, that's Skylar's thing. I thought she was getting over it, too. Because well, she seemed a lot more civil. I do think later on they have a conversation that, mm-hmm. like, I, I t- well, we'll just talk about that later on. Okay. Uh, next scene, Walt blows up the Challenger. <laughs> this is why we love Walt, right? Of course. This scene is so much fun. Yeah. Like, and it's I an would awesome love to be in that for car. Dodge. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and like, they, check out the smoke on these wheels. All right. And they do advertise heavily. Same as mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting to every one of the videos on amc's site is prefaced yeah. by a 30 second rage trailer yep. there's a lot yep. of synergy and product placement going on here yeah and they did it pretty well because i wasn't i didn't object to any of it oh yeah uh, no it's not been offensive yet yeah um however this is madness what he's doing he he sat down in the parking lot blew up a uh-huh. car called with his cell phone using his real name <laughs> and asked uh-huh. to be picked up I mean, that is, like, I thought when he was setting on fire that he was going to claim it as a, like, instead of, um, you know, getting, having to pay for them to take it back, he was going to be like, well, it got stolen and set on fire. So, fuck <laughs> yeah. you, give me my insurance money. I thought that's the way yeah. this was going to go down. But, no, I mean, I, I was shocked at the recklessness that he showed there. Oh, yeah, complete recklessness. Well, not totally reckless. He did get in a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> a fender bender. Uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about the music a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, because people want us to do that, and it's a good idea. Uh, the, this was the Pretender's Boots of Chinese Plastic. And aside from being a rocking song, also I've, I looked up the lyrics online, and the like third verse says... Um, have a little mixed mercy on me, this seasoned beauty and this human pageantry. Jesus Christ came down here as a living man. If he can live, live a life of virtue, then I hope I can. Unto others, as you would have a turn back here and repeat until you learn, learn, learn. Hmm. A lot of Christ imagery in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesse wears a Jesus shirt. An eyeless Jesus. Uh, he's talking about, you know, wanting to find redemption and forgiveness and all that kind of stuff and the support. Yeah. Group. Um, so I thought that again, who can tell with breaking bad, but there was a little bit of uh, religious overtones in that one. So I want to ask you a question. Why do you think Walt does what he does? Do you think it's because he's pissed about the restocking fee or do you think it's because he's kind of at, at the beginning of the next scene, we see that he's basically given up. He's just going to wait until he dies. Do you think that's part of it? Yeah. He, um, seems to vacillate between delusions of grandeur and just complete nihilism. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny is that Jesse kind of comes from the same angle too. What if you keep doing stuff and nothing ever happens? What does anything matter? Yeah. Uh, uh, Walt's from the other end of everything I do is going to have a singular outcome. Why is it going to matter? I'm going to die no matter what I do. Uh-huh. So, so I might as well have fun in the meantime. Plus I think he really, um, and this manifests, I've been thinking this since last week, this manifests itself as his conscious that he wants to be caught. He knows that mm-hmm. he has left his, you know, in the first few seasons, you could argue that he's being altruistic, that he was doing this, you know, perversion mm-hmm. of himself to make money for his family and all that. It's harder and harder to make the arguments. And yeah. now I think the good man that was Walt actually is trying to get Heisenberg caught by deliberately doing things that are reckless huh. and are hard to explain and, you know, flirting with a criminal record and yeah. getting drunk and mouthing off to his brother-in-law about Heisenberg. It's <laughs> it's his subconscious. Basically yeah. 
saying, hey, you're doing things wrong. I want to get you caught. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like that theory. Um, one other thing about this scene, failed prediction. Walt Jr. did not crash the Challenger. Walt <laughs> Sr. crashed the Challenger, but Walt Jr. did not. Yeah. So I lose a point there. Something bad did happen, uh, definitely, it, you know, but it was all confined to the Challenger. Yeah. And Walt's pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next scene, we're talking with Saul, and Walt is uh, Walt doesn't care anymore. Walt's just like, I'm going to sit back and wait to die. Right. Uh, until Saul puts the idea in his head of maybe employing Jesse to kill Gus. Yeah, um, I thought that was a nice touch of realism that, you know, Saul's like, hello, we can't hire a licensed gun because Mike knows every licensed yeah. gun west of the Rockies or whatever. Mm, yeah, who do you think gave me their names? Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I thought that's like, you know, Mike obviously is a badass. Yeah. Like, we keep finding more and more and more, like, what kind of access he has to operators and guns and mm-hmm. skills and equipment. Um, I thought that was a pretty, uh, you know, heads up move on the writer's part. Yeah, and Walt in this scene, to me, definitely seems in, like, delegation mode. He's mm. just like, I don't care about that. Just do it. Get it done. Take care of. Right. Uh, I don't care about the car wash or the money. I don't care how you launder it. Just get it taken care of. Yeah, and that's funny because Melissa Mayers brought that up, too, that, like, uh, later on in the scene – or later on in this, the episode, Mike's going to tell Jesse this is a, a eyes-open-mouth-shut situation. Mm-hmm. And she said Walt is the exact opposite. He is mouthing off to the wrong people. Yeah. Um, and he has got his blinders on about, I don't care about the details of my criminal record. <laughs> I don't yeah. care about the details of how you launder money so the IRS doesn't come down on us. I mean, mm-hmm. that pretty reckless. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, another thing I noticed, Saul has a safe in his office, and it looks like he's keeping Walt's salary in that safe, right? Is that what he tossed him the bag for? Because then in a couple scenes, he br- he delivers 250 so grand. I'm guessing that uh, Gus pays Saul, who then pays my... I mean, I, I that's have, what it honestly seems have like no to idea. me. He also has a stack of tapes oh, in there, which I thought wondered how many of these conversations with mm-hmm. Walt does he have recorded or with Mike does he have recorded. I mean, yeah. again, I think Saul is a lot smarter than we <laughs> think he is. But um, you're probably right about that. If he can make this thing go away with mm-hmm. just a phone call and a, hey, let's play around the golf. Before it goes on his record at all. Yeah, yeah. Like that he was caught it before work. it went into the system. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also doesn't think that killing Gus is going to solve Walt's problem. Why do you think that is? Well, because... Uh, I think that um, Saul knows about the Mexican cartel, and mm-hmm. it's just like we pondered. Does Walt not realize that killing Gus is just going to decapitate a very powerful organization that another powerful organization is at war with? And then what's yeah. he going to do? Does he think he's just going to be able to go home? I mean, the Mexican cartel knows where he lives, knows mm-hmm. his full name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tried to kill him once. <laughs> right. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Um so then Walt's in the lab, or I'm sorry, Walt goes to Jesse's house and he asks him to kill Gus. And this is where Jesse's painting his walls, which is very symbolic of that fresh start that I that I felt like he wanted. Right. Uh, but I was really surprised in this scene how quickly Jesse agrees to kill Gus. It's like no big deal. He's just like, okay, I'll do it. Um, I wasn't. I actually, at the beginning, I thought, well, here goes Walt with the bacon gauntlet again, sliding <laughs> yeah. on. And sure enough, he was. But I think he made a pretty persuasive case. He was overhand, mm-hmm. you know, he was the whole, surely he doesn't think Gus, Gus thinks you're that stupid. That was too much. But the him laying out the basic difference in Walt 
who yeah. so far hasn't really killed for just jollies or for business reasons or, I mean, it's to preserve his life and mm-hmm. to protect his partner. Contrasted Gus, who, you know, lied about the kids, has killed kids, has killed people for you yeah. know, just sending messages. I mean, he is on a whole other scale of evil than than Walt. And I think where Jesse is kind of attracted to that, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I bought it. I bought because as he was talking about that, you could see the jawbones flare <laughs> and him like, uh-huh. you know, this thing with Andrea, um, as we're going to find out next week, we'll talk about this in the spoiler section. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a real thing. I mean, he well, really feels yeah. a sense of guilt for what happened to sure. that kid. But my, my thing is, he's very much being wooed by Gus at this point. Like Gus is saying, hey, I see something in you. He's Mike's taking him around, training him to be part of Gus's organization. I don't really understand why there's that there there's a lack of hesitation to just off the guy. Hmm. Because well, cause I thought they were building Jesse into something bigger and I thought he thought they were too. I think he does and I, I really think he's he's feeling loyalty towards Mike at this point. Hmm. Gus he still when Gus says that, you know, obviously he's flattered by it, but he can't forget the fact that this is the man who killed children. This is the man who sure. you know slit Victor's throat like a hog. Um, that's, yeah. you know, <laughs> and there's a little bit of uh spoilery stuff coming up after the, the music today. So yes. stay tuned if you want to hear that. Um, so next scene, we're back from commercial and Marie's talking to Skylar and, uh, Walt's delivering dirty cash. At the um, car question, the, who wants their car to smell like hemp? Oh, uh, <laughs> like, I don't care where you come down on the whole legalization thing and, and mm-hmm. marijuana. Mm-hmm. All I know is if John Q. Law is sticking his nose in your car asking, do you know why I pulled you over? Do you want your car reeking of hemp? <laughs> Maybe if you want to waste their time. I don't know. Bring out the dogs. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> ah, there's nothing in here. I guess that would be a very libertarian thing to do, to not smoke dope but have your car yeah. reeking of hemp <laughs> just so you can, you uh-huh. know. Okay. Just to mess with them. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, also, we'd be remiss if we didn't point out the in-universe Eyebrows of Doom oh, mention. Yeah, awesome. Thank yeah. you, Marie. Yeah, <laughs> that was so you. cool. Um, uh, another mention is that Walt mentioned it's important to maintain your clear coat. And this was interesting to me because of my, my theory on what's happening with uh, Walt lately. Because this, this clear coat, to me, is symbolic of Walt's old personality. And, and Hank's trying to track down Heisenberg, but that clear code is what's protecting him from Hank, because Hank doesn't view him at all as someone who could possibly be involved. See, I took at it uh, from a different angle. Like, the clear code's all about your appearance. It's uh-huh. glossy and shiny, and it's, you know, we talked about how much of this show is about fronts, putting up fronts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's talking about the importance, you could talk about that as, like, an importance of maintaining appearances, like Skylar's always saying. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely another angle. Uh, I have a little bit more on that, but I want to say. What do you think later. about the kiss? Because I've gotten, uh, I, I mentioned that in my recap, and the, the feedback I got's been kind of divided about whether that was real or not, or whether Marie noticed it, like as a that's weird, or noticed it as like, mm-hmm. oh, it's good to see they're kissing again. Where well, are you see, coming? I, I was taking notes at the time, and I honestly <laughs> didn't even know that it happened. 
Uh, we just both I said I missed this. like a half an hour of the show. We no. both just said this list last night that we like we kind of missed just watching Breaking Bad. Yeah, right? It's it, it's really a shame that I have to take notes during my favorite show. Yeah, but I, that's why I like the Encore presentation. Yes. Because mm-hmm. while I'm typing up my notes and all that kind of stuff, I can, I can pay attention to the things I missed the first time. Yeah, and I watched about half of it today on iTunes because I got the subscription. So. And, and as people know from me, my notes consist of like uh, for the next scene, I wrote Easy Bake <laughs> to remind me of Walt cooking rice and beans in the lab. And that is like, uh, that's like, I just yeah. need like word association. So I can type sure. like two, two words and be done. Gotcha. Um, so you, you don't have an opinion on the kiss, huh? No, I have no opinion. No opinion on the kiss. Because I didn't game. see it. I can't. All right. I didn't see the look on her face. Um, uh, we do have some, some feedback on that later, though. All right. Uh, I did notice uh, the wall's making a lot of money. Seven point five million a year. Watching a lot of cars. They're that like up a lot of four, cars. Four average from the eyebrows of doom. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they're going to launder that much money. The car wash, like Skyler says, certainly isn't going to do it. Um, it would well, take years to launder even the money he brings in that week, and that's every two weeks. Well, we'll talk about that um, in the spoiler section. Oh, okay. Um, or, but I thought that um, this conversation is about the most adult conversation I've seen Walton Schuyler have. Hmm, yeah. They were saying things were, you know, confrontational, but there wasn't any, like, attempt at manipulation or mm-hmm. guilt or shaming the other person. It's like, look, this very arrangement is, fact. I make this money and you launder it. That's uh-huh. what you wanted. And she's like, no, I didn't want any of that. And Walt shot back. And it wasn't like a threat or there wasn't any, mm-hmm. I didn't think any anger or sadness. He's like, well, if you want out, just say so. Yeah. And I'll figure something out. And she weighed the pros and cons and decided to stack the money and you know think of something else. So, and I was like, sure. at the time, that's the most non-manipulative I've seen them in like three seasons. Yeah, and I like it. <laughs> right. I like it. I don't want Skylar to be a bitch. You don't have to be a bitch. No, and, and Walt doesn't have to be a dick. Exactly. They can be You like, can be civil. The way a, a man and woman should communicate with each other. So do you think this... Mutual respect. Do you think this is showing that maybe some of the anger over events of the past is kind of settling down now? I mean, because, okay, Skylar did cheat on Walt. Walt did lie a hundred thousand times about well, huge things. I kind of think maybe Skylar is coming to appreciate that maybe she doesn't want to know everything. Yeah, she probably doesn't. Yeah. And that this, what Walt has tried to do, like these lies to keep things separated were maybe in her family's best interest. But it's hard for me to say because, again, I go back to a couple of weeks ago. We read that listener's mail. Mm-hmm. Um It'd probably be the rational thing to leave, to take your family and go and let the chips, like your financial consequences of Hank's therapy, whatever. We're talking about your family's safety. So it's like, it's hard for me to crawl on her head at this point and figure it out. But I, if they're going to do this for my sanity's sake as a watcher, I hope Uh they do it in this kind of mature adult fashion and dispense with the other crap. That would be nice. That's one more problem that Walt doesn't need right now, you know? Right. Uh, so next scene, Walt makes ricin in the lab. Mm-hmm. Got the old ricin beans. Yep. Back again. Uh, still one of my favorite lines of the whole series. <laughs> Jesse's like, ricin beans? Are yeah. you kidding me? Uh, uh, I noticed, um, well, okay, I'll save that one for last in this scene because it involves coffee. Uh, this really struck me as a bad place to make, or to plan to kill your boss, though. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea. You're in his lair. You're in... You're under his supervision. Uh, 
Not with the kind of le- not with the level of supervision we see Walt have actually had. There have to be other cameras in there, right? Uh, I can't, said. The obvious camera posted up top, that is not Gus's style. Gus is all about covert monitoring. I would not be surprised if there is another camera in this Yeah, place. it was ballsy, especially when you could do it freaking anywhere else. Yeah. You could have done it at home, you could have done it at the car wash, whatever. But, again, what is this man's downfall? <laughs> and uh, did he not out. just potentially have three ladies deported and or killed uh, uh, yeah, you know, while that. flipping off the camera? I mean, Walt, yeah. that's, and he wants to get caught. And he kind of wants to die. I mean, God <laughs> knows what was going on in this man's All right, <laughs> good points, all good points. Okay, so let's talk about the coffee. Because when Walt walks out of range of the camera, the the security camera stops with the coffee dead center frame. <laughs> dead center. Uh, it might as well have zoomed in on the coffee. <laughs> I gotta say that this episode has kind of changed my mind. I don't know, and I don't think you do either, you bastard. <laughs> you don't know what it means, where it's going. Oh, but I know. it is going somewhere. There's too somewhere. many coincidences, and like you said, with the... Uh, prominent uh, vocal in that game where they said, you know, don't drink that. It's it's it could be contaminated, could be or whatever. Poison, yeah. Um, and all the coffee porn that was in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, it's got to be going somewhere. It it's has to be building. To and something. the listeners are coming around to my side too. Yeah, we have gotten an immense amount of feedback <laughs> about like I still think this is naive, but it also could probably be brilliant. I yeah. Think it's one yeah. Of them. <laughs> So I'm still fingers crossed on this coffee, which thing. was funny because we got an enormous amount of feedback saying that you were a fucking idiot. Oh yeah, people hated coffee. my coffee yeah. theories yeah. until today. And they're like, oh, whoa. oh, internet, you're so fickle. <laughs> uh, so then the next scene, wait well, a second, wait a second, oh, wait a second. Wait. This whole lucky cigarette deal. Oh, why that's in, isn't that's in this scene? Yeah, yeah. Why can't? Why isn't Jesse asking the question? Okay, we killed Gus. Then what? He uh-huh. he starts to do that, and and Walt's like, let's worry about one. Why did Jesse let him just hand wave away that valid concern? And also, how are they going to get paid? How are they going to protect <laughs> uh-huh. themselves? How, I mean, they can't just kill Gus and ride off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah, it's... They'd be it's much weird. better off at this point to just turn State's witness against Gus mm-hmm. and get him into the witness protection program. That still doesn't deal with the cartel, though. Yeah, the witness protection program certainly would. I don't know, man. They've got reach. Uh, well, maybe. Reach. Who knows? Depends on what you know theories that you buy in. We'll talk about a little bit in the, in the, the listener feedback segment. Well, uh, you think someone is going to use the Witness Protection Program yes. by the end of the series, so mm-hmm. maybe they will. I hope so. That would be another prediction up on you. <laughs> it would be. Uh, so I was wondering in this scene, this kind of carried over from the last scene, what makes Walt think Jesse's house isn't bugged? Why Why is he being so open about this? I don't get it. Again, I know he wants to die. He wants yes, to get caught, whatever. Just but, see that. Oh, it just irks me that he's being so so unconscious about this stuff. Right. He's not even thinking about it. It's, oh, well. it's hard to maintain. I mean, um, I'm going to say this many times over the course of season or series. But if there's anything I uh, learned in five years of watching The Wire, it's that maintaining airtight discipline in a criminal enterprise is freaking hard. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and Walt is a complete amateur at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we move on, I want to make an official prediction. I don't think that Gus is going to be killed by this ricin. Okay. 
Put it on a board. It's on the board. Next I don't week. Because I think Heart it would attack. be funny for them to fail, to try multiple times with Ryson and fail every time. Well, yes. I think that'd be funny. That'd so be I'm going to make the prediction that this will not kill Gus. All right. The other thing, Melissa Mayer's, to, to your point about the being careless, the fact that he made it at the lab, the fact that he's using half the amount that he had of Tuco and like, okay, it's probably still going to work. Yeah, he huh, is very reckless and sloppy. Yeah, because yeah, Jesse even points like, whoa, we had way more when we tried Tuco. And hmm. Walt's like, yeah, 36 hours, you're going to have a heart attack. It's a big burrito. Yeah, right? <laughs> so. Uh, so next scene, Hank and Junior are at Los Poyos, and they meet Gus. Yep. Um, uh, I I just wanted to say. We had the rare stereo um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to say, first off, that Junior's taken after his dad. He's being reckless. He's telling Hank all about the car. Of course, he doesn't know he's being reckless, but... Well, yeah, I mean, what? how is Junior being reckless? I actually really enjoyed that scene. I think that hanging out with Hank is good for Junior. It's very bad for Walt, though. Yes, <laughs> yes, but it's good for Junior because mm-hmm. Hank's never treated Junior differently. Like, he's oh, like, never, like, you know, put the... Him walking around on crutches, mm-hmm. uh, like tried to sweep that under the rug. I mean, it's always been you know very out in the open, and and also yeah. when he's with Junior, he he gives as good as he takes, and that you know it's like mm-hmm. he makes fun of himself and not being able to move around. Um, I also thought that he did a very good job of putting it into perspective. You know, Junior's uh, crying about only having that car for sixteen hours, and Hank's like, "Man, when I was your age, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have killed." Uh, to have that car for 16 hours. Yeah, me too. I also thought he did a really good job of, you know, Walt Jr. covering for his old man because he sold the story of, we. Yeah. mom says we couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Hank thinks that, you know, Walt has a, a gambling problem mm-hmm. and maybe tempted to go make more money and Skylar's trying to do the right thing. So I think not a bad, so far not a bad play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't have anything more in that scene unless you did. I know he picks up the fingerprints there. Well, my God. Um, First of all, Gus offered Walt Jr. a job, Mm -hmm. which I'd love to see that because that's one of my predictions. Um, And also, and Hank made that joke of, I don't know if you want that, Mr. Fring, because this boy will eat up all your profits. Uh-huh. I've also been talking about Walt <laughs> Jr. getting on meth. And oh, that's, boy. Come on. That's got to be reaching, foreshadowing. Reaching. He's going to say, you're going to eat up all your product. <laughs> Says the guy who pointed out the coffee four episodes ago. <laughs> I just thought it's got to be No, you're right. I, I like that. Yeah, it has to be. I thought Hank would put him up to it, but I actually mm-hmm. think that this is going to happen organically. I mean, he's sitting there making fry batter. What's this? There's nothing organic about meth. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually basic organic chemistry. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, next scene. We come back from commercial, and Mike and Jesse arrive at the chicken farm. Well, they drive to and then arrive. Jesse got the snack platter out. He, what the hell? Really? A I, snack platter? A veggie platter? Yeah, I actually thought that was pretty funny that Gus, you know, he's in this chicken shack. Whose idea do you think the veggie platter was? Gus's. Are you sure? Yeah, he's... he's I thought it might have been Jesse's. Jesse's like, well, I'm going to... I should bring something. This reminded me (laughs) of the time when uh, Stringer Bell catered that, like, Holiday Inn conference room so their new day co-op and the, you know the gangsters could all meet about their drug empire uh-huh, in a uh-huh. legit business sit-down meeting and this is gus doing the same thing with his chicken ranch He's yeah like, okay yeah. oh make sure that uh, you know the, all the finger sandwiches are arrayed and, mm. and the coffee's hot and and, and the water and, is in the center with all the glasses yes yeah. it's like he was receiving another you know 
a, a person who wants to buy out his company hostily. Yeah. It's like yeah. these people are gangsters. They don't give us a, a crap about any of that stuff. <laughs> and they're probably, they don't want to drink your coffee. It might be poison. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I totally thought that this kind of, I thought this episode was putting Gus in a very Walt light. That, like, I, yeah, I mentioned that in my Yeah, review. you're absolutely right about that. I think, uh, let's go ahead and talk about this, because when the cartel guy shows up and they talk, yeah. I think that is very much showing that Gus is in the exact same situation as Walt. Gus cannot stop cooking. Gus cannot stop delivering his meth, because the cartel's depending on him, right? Uh, no, I, I don't like, know. Like, he's making an offer of $50 million to get out. Right. He's done. He doesn't want anything more to do with him. Right. And he thinks it's all about money. You know, they'll be swayed mm-hmm. by a logical decision like that because they're businessmen. Because that's what he is. But but why would Gus do that? Aren't they his distribution channel? No. I thought that he basically was buying all of his product from them and distributing it. And now he's basically put a play to be the manufacturer himself. Oh, gotcha. And he's cut okay. him off and saying, you know, out of respect for a previous yeah. arrangement, you know, but I just want to give you this one-time payment that he and and just please uh, go away. Yeah. And the cartel's like, no, f you. We want to move our drugs and we want to get our beaks wet on your supply and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, what do you think the yes/no decision was? Well, what do you think they're asking him? I'm actually surprised because to me that was all about: Are you going to give up Walt? Because the yeah, cartel, why? I don't. I don't think they Did, care that much about Walt. Honestly. Bullshit. I mean, if uh, who's the guy? Um, the the uncle uh, Tuco, the uncle Tio. Tio, yeah. Um, Salamanca. He cares a bunch, and he's obviously a powerful member of the cartel. And he's got like you know he's vote. probably dead by now. If again, <laughs> if we see him die, then maybe. But right now, uh-huh. this is uh, this yes or no decision. I was surprised to see so many people on the internet confused because I thought it was for hmm. sure something about Walt and giving him up and how are you going to make that right um, and answer for the cousins and all the other stuff. Well, you are right. Tio is a loose end right now. So I I, I it. Since people smarter than me were confused about it, I'm kind of confused back to myself, but I thought it was all about Walt. Hmm. And boy, did you see, like, Gus's blood ran cold at this guy's reaction to his offer. I mean, Gus was very scared and unsure about this whole deal. Yeah, and that's why I think he is feeling a lot like Walt right now, because he has no choice but to continue cooking or go to full-out war, which is what Walt did. Well, All in full-on war with Gus. I think that Gus is, you know, killing the cousins and then, you know, whacking the cartel members and, and making the first act of aggression was a rash act, kind of like mm-hmm. what Walt did. Yeah. And, again, you know, I, I don't understand why Gus doesn't get – he wouldn't tolerate this kind of behavior from Walt or any of his underlings. Mm-hmm. Like if – well, he he knows the if Walton Mike came threat. up and said, "Hey, we're going to take this recipe and we're going to go to another super lab with the seven million dollars that we've got, and we're going to build it, and just out of respect for our previous arrangement, we'll give you a little <laughs> bit of money." Uh, no, he'd be get the box cutter out and start slashing the throats. <laughs> yeah, so at start what, swinging for the he fences. is like this gangster level, but he mm-hmm. wants to be a businessman, and then he expected the cartel to be interface with him as a businessman and not as the gangster. Um, one other quick hmm. thing is we had some listener feedback that said that uh, they they thought that it was significant that these guys, um, you know, he said they, they didn't look Latino, which I don't I don't agree with. And he said they also 
uh, were the same guys. The guys that Mike employed at the site were the same guys that shot up the truck last week. That's I, I went and checked. That's not mm-hmm. true at all. These same three guys. Oh, he's calling you out, listeners. Yes, right. The same three guys that shot up the truck and, and gassed those guys in the truck uh-huh. um, were the three guys that got out of the SUV. And the hmm. one guy is the one that went in and met. The one that seemed like he was a leader. The one that took, uh-huh. opened up the lunchbox and threw the apple and sandwich out. Yeah. So yeah. these are not Mike's guys. This is not an elaborate Mike double cross. <laughs> At least not yet. Okay. Not yeah. in this situation. Sure, sure. Um, the other thing I wanted to comment on in this scene is Jesse's shirt. Because we got a piece of feedback from a listener. Um, it didn't have eyes on it. Like, it's the Jesus thing, but it has no eyes. Yep. And the, uh, the glory of man from Twitter says he thinks that this signifies Jesse's loyalty to Walt since it directly contradicts the order that Mike gave of eyes open, mouth shut. Yep, Melissa Mayers picked up on that, too. Oh, did she? Yep. Yeah, that that is Pins a very... Jesus shirt. That's very cool, uh, oh, like a very cool reference there. Right. It's like saying, hey, Jesse's not doing what Mike wants. Right. So, interesting. Um, did you notice how much Jesse really wanted to shoot Gus in the back of the head? <laughs> Yeah. He really thought about it. He had a couple, just like the coffee thing. Um, I think he does have a little bit of a red zone there with with Gus. Like, he wants, Mm -hmm. he definitely wants to kill the guy. But he also, I think, wants to see where this is going to lead. And I don't know whether it's because he wants to see, you know, how, what it'll lead for him. Or he knows that if he started doing this now that Mike would get involved and he doesn't want Mike to get involved. I mean, I have no idea. But he definitely wants Gus dead. I definitely believe that. Yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't want to die in the process because he definitely would have been killed. Do you think how now is is Gus allowing Jesse to have a gun at this phase in the game that close to him an example of Walt like uh, recklessness? It, probably so, and it's probably also tied to the loyalty that Mike questions Jesse about. Right, like, that's the next how scene. much do you trust this guy? Yeah, so what, we probably should just go there. Okay. Uh, Let's go there. Take us there. Yeah, because <laughs> Jesse asked him, "What is?" He says he sees something. What does he see? And mm-hmm. Mike says, "Well, maybe loyalty, but maybe you got it for the wrong guy." Yeah. And that I took. You know, obviously the surface level is he feels it towards Walt, but is Mike trying to caution about like you know that he is aware of Jesse taking a shine to him? And it's like don't you know hmm. don't be loyal to me, kid. Keep your eyes on the the top guy because any other course yeah. of action is going to be dangerous for you. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Um, I was actually wondering if Mike knew, if if Mike had picked up on the plan for Jesse to kill Gus, because he seemed he seemed like he knew a little more than he let on. Yeah. So I don't know. I can never tell with Mike. Mike is like a brick wall to me. Even when he speaks and says exactly what he's thinking, he's still a brick wall. Yeah. I can't read the guy. I feel like I'm getting a handle on what he feels about the situation, mm-hmm. but like I think he feels loyalty, or at least he likes Jesse. Yeah. But what will that translate as, as far as his thoughts or actions? Because yeah. he's a pretty pragmatical bastard too. Um, also, uh, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Is Jim Jones code for that is a bunch of shit. That's what I got from that. So every time you hear that, just just know that he's actually thinking, yeah, whatever. Either that or I'm ready to make it an official prediction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stealing that prediction. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we come back from commercial, and uh, Jesse is attending his final Narcotics Anonymous meeting. And why is it his final meeting? He's going to get his 12 steps on, yo. (laughs) No, no, he's... 
He I takes had a, a big problem step. with this scene. A um, problem? Whoa. Yeah. The, like, I've not been to addiction-type support groups, but I've been mm-hmm. to support groups. And this is the exact type of scenario that you as a group leader hope to get. And the complete... <laughs> Emotional breakdown, the bedrock, complete self-honesty to where the person is just confessing the truly disgusting things they've done that got them to this point. And this mm-hmm. is the point you build on from a group, and the group accepts you anyway. Mm-hmm. By having that reaction that he did and letting the other woman, like, you know, go Jesse, yeah. that t- just was complete bullshit to me. I mean, I understand it was mm-hmm. very dramatic and, and all that, mm-hmm. but it just kind of rang hollow to me because I'm this guy is is op- bearing his soul and mm-hmm. trusting the group enough to tell them awful things like the fact that he was there originally to sell them all men yeah uh, well to me that that woman her name's Colleen I picked that up for some strange reason but I missed okay. a kiss earlier in the episode uh-huh. uh Colleen to me was very much his conscience and it was his conscience like just pushing him and saying get this out yeah, because be... she was she was questioning him like, why did you do this? What were you thinking? No, and, and then she's he breaks judgy. down. She's a little judgy. She was, like, but was that was, opposite... that's what his conscience would have done to him. Right. I, I very much felt like she was his conscience, possibly. And I do take I I tend to take things a little too literal. I'll mm, cop to that. I'm the metaphor guy. Yeah, it's all metaphor. Plus, you're the in smart my eyes. one. I am the smart one. So I'll defer to your wisdom. Metaphor equals one. smart. Um, <laughs> I know why the guy why the guy did what he did. It's because Jesse called him a bitch. Nah. Says I made you my bitch. How does it feel? Right. Like I've seen group leaders get angry. I've seen group really? leaders uh <laughs> you know, hold people accountable and I've seen members hold them accountable, but it's never that way. And throwing uh, them out. I mean, is, I guess you've got violent or threatening, sure, but no. Well, a listener wrote in and said that he didn't think that he threw Jesse out. He thinks Jesse just left. Jesse got pissed and left could be i don't know which it is i mean it doesn't there's no solid evidence it seemed like yeah because i i guess you could say that he was just saying i'm not cool with you coming here and selling us meth and Mm -hmm. that but he wasn't like really accusation he didn't get angry or the guy gave him a stupid reaction like you said and he just said screw this it's not helping me Hmm. i'm out of here maybe who knows um so then a week later we go back to the lab. Are we just going to skip over everything about that? Because about what? Um, I just thought the scene was fantastic. The whole speech that that Jesse gave about you keep doing stuff and nothing happens, and what the hell does it mean? Oh, well, the listeners know it's fantastic. No, but we uh, don't have to tell them. But the other, <laughs> oh, now you threw me off my game. You derailed me. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It was fantastic. I didn't scene. want to just say it was fantastic and and and, and uh, you know go down on Gilligan. Uh, okay. I actually was, and Paul. I had some kind of plot point there, but it's gone now. Okay. It's gone. Are All you right. happy? The scene's the gone. Smart the one. scene's gone too. And so is a week because <laughs> later in the lab, a week later, uh, Jesse and Walter cleaning. Now, how and, did you know it was a week later? Because they say it. What? It's been a week. Walt uh, Walt says. Oh it's right. Been a week. I thought it's like you know had one of those cheesy one week <laughs> one later, week later. subtitle. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but Walt asked Jesse if he's killed Gus. How stupid is this? I there's no effing ridiculous way that they could hear that in the lab. I know, but just to do this in the lab, why doesn't he do this anywhere else? Go to yeah, Jesse's like, hey, house. Uh, how about that go kart thing you're telling me about? Y- yes, yeah. yes. Where is that caution they were displaying three episodes ago? Uh, Gone. See, my, uh, Walt wants to die. He wants to get caught. <laughs> okay. He's fatalistic. See etc. etc. Uh, so I did notice something really cool in here with the colors. Back to the colors again. Uh, when Jesse's clean, when they're both cleaning, 
Jesse's half of the lab is very, very blue, and there's a distinct line between him and Walt where the blue turns to red. There's, like, no fade or anything. It's like there's a blue tarp on the ground. The tarp just ends. There's blue lighting everywhere on Jesse, and Walt has the red floor of the lab. Interesting. Yeah, so that definitely is telling you what they're thinking. So you got aggressive and passive. Because in the lab, when Gus slit Victor's throat, correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, but Jesse was wearing a red long neck t-shirt, and oh, okay. and, and Walt was wearing a blue button-up. Like a turtleneck? No, no, no. Just like a t-shirt that's got long sleeves. Oh, long sleeve. You said long neck. Oh. I was Did I really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, he giraffed out. <laughs> nice. Well, he's got the, the neck. He was trying to go with the stretched. Yeah. No, he's got, he's got the jaws. He's the trying jaw. to go with the stretched neck to Cover it up a little. Out. Yeah. Um, but, but, and in that scene, Walt was the one shrinking back and yeah. being passive, and Jesse was the one that was leaning forward and being aggressive. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. Maybe that's the, the color code. And that's the switch, yeah. The the switch that's happening between Walt and Jesse. I mean, maybe that was the moment that they started to really switch personalities there. Yeah. So, um, next scene, Hank is meeting with the DEA. First they're in the lobby, then they go up to the office. Mm-hmm. And he's making remarkable progress. I was going to say he's doing. He's been doing a lot of legwork. In, in two episodes, he went <laughs> no from, pun intended. <laughs> you stealing a listener's joke? Is Am that what I? You're doing? Yeah. Is that from an email? Uh, or either that or Facebook? Oh, uh, well, I don't read Facebook and I don't read emails. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, he went in two episodes. He went from wheelchair to yeah. a walker to the bizarre little four legged cane thing. Uh huh. Yeah. And this goes back to his, te- like, his go-to response is clean living and vitamin pills when anybody asks him how he did it. Yes. That, to me, is very much covering up the fact that he's been a depressed bastard, and that's the reason. He just, he's not going to admit that, Plus, but he knows it's true. Plus, he's self-deprecating that he's put a lot of hard work in there, too. I mean, grueling physical therapy. A little bit, but I think he's embarrassed about being so depressed, because when we saw him... Uh, yeah, trying he, to deal with the Tortuga thing. Anybody, yeah. He would not let on. He no. just he kept up that clear coat. Right. He didn't want to show anybody. So right. I think that's kind of what he that's definitely going does for. not appear a vulnerable to other men. It certainly. He can yeah. be a depressive, uh, aggressive dick to his wife. <laughs> yep. Um, but to other men, no, he doesn't 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 do that. Yeah. Um, I really need to start making more official predictions because that number on the Poyos sheet. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was something. I was like, "Hey, that points but to something." I wouldn't let you get away with like that means something. Like you're you're skating it pretty close to this coffee. Really? Business. Yeah. Like the number on the Los Polos napkin will be significant. Like <laughs> that's crazy. In what way? I don't know. So, well, I mean, we know now. We got a listener that we he actually sent it to us last week. For some reason, we didn't get it uh, in the feedback. This dude blew this thing wide open last week. Seriously, he is a, the official Breaking Bad. You are no longer the smart one. Was his name Brian Cranston? No, or Dean Norris? Because if so, that's not fair. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, his name is Nick, and he's from Ottawa. And those Canadians, wow, high IQ, big brains on the Canadians up there. What time is it? Is it next week in Canada right now? Have you already <laughs> yes. seen the episode? Yeah, Canada is behind. Behind the international dateline, <laughs> so obviously a week behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of That's course how that works. <laughs> well, man, I wish we had gotten it so we could have read it. I know, um, uh-huh. but this is 
I don't think there's much to say about the scene except for it was well acted, well directed, tense. Even though we oh, knew yeah. everything that was coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and we thought Hank had been foiled when they said, "Oh, well, this isn't very conclusive." No, nah, I knew he was he was going to pull the whole. Oh well, yeah. Well, what about you know? He's almost Ace Ventura like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to start slamming the door. Really? Oh! <laughs> um, so. What did you think? Because there's a lot of speculation. Mm. Even I had some speculation about the DEA guys being in on Gus's empire. Uh, yeah, we actually got some feedback about that. Um, um, my read is they they did enough background where they showed Gus being involved in the community on several different episodes to mm-hmm. where I couldn't tell the reaction from Gomi and his boss if it was just general, this is the law and order guy who supports us, or... Hank knows too much. You know, yeah. it's like you, those, that reaction could be read almost any way by both of them. And that's the beauty of that scene. And that's yes. the beauty of the actors in this show. And it's the beauty of them thinking this, at, you know, a whole season ahead because they're able to lay <laughs> yeah. that groundwork to where, like, if this is all exposition, like the boss, mm-hmm. just they just pointed to the thing on the wall and the boss is like, this guy's donated so much money and blah, blah. Yeah. It wouldn't, it would seem contrived. And I really feel like they, from the time they introduced Gus, because they they say they never write themselves into the corner. They know where they're going. Um, I would not be surprised if, from the moment they introduced Gus, they knew how they were going to get rid of him or mm-hmm. how how this was going to play out. Because, they, like you said, they started laying that groundwork over a season ago. Mm-hmm. Well, it, like, we don't even know how much groundwork they're laying. Let's talk about this Madrigal place. Yes, let's talk about that. Because immediately when they said Madrigal Electromotive, I was on Google searching, trying to find a website for it. Uh, and I found a website. We don't know what to make of it. I yeah, we did a little investigative work. We did a little Hank's leg work, uh, and we found out a couple things. First of all, you who is them, and found out that it's registered to a guy in Ohio, right? Not to like a marketing company, and, which and we another would expect. Guy, it's like dual ownership: one guy from Ohio, one guy from uh, Massachusetts. Hmm, and okay. other sites were all registered to a commercial firm in California. Yeah. So that right there says fan site to me. Um, also, yeah, go ahead. Um, the AMC official site has made no mention of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing, because I was thinking there's no way this could be a fan site. It came out too fast, right? Mm-hmm. But there was a mention of Magical Electromotive last season in episode yep. nine, Kafka esque. Um, when they played the commercial for Los Poyos Hermanos, there was a small disclaimer at the bottom that said it's a registered trademark of Magical Electromotive. Plus, there was in uh, this inform- the information we're going to go over that was in Gail's case file. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Nick from Ottawa blew the lid off that last <laughs> week, and really mm-hmm. it was there for four full weeks. So yeah. I'm thinking that between that episode, this information was there to be pieced together. And to me, the site does seem a little amateurish very and not very. in the way like that um what like they better save call walter site mm-hmm. because that's amateurish because it's intentionally amateurish yeah the better call saul site site is not i wouldn't say it's amateur it's <laughs> no, just shite, shite was the right word amateur sh- <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you mistakenly corrected yourself <laughs> um i think that's not amateurish it's just mm-hmm. Cheesy. That's and just over the Saul. Top. It's yeah. just being, it's Saul, right? Yeah, completely. So. This just feels very amateur. Though. And thrown together. Yeah. And I noticed that the same guy who's the doctor, the quote unquote Saul Goodman's brother, mm-hmm. like Bob Goodman or something mm-hmm. like that, is also the same guy in the Los Poyos Romanos chicken shirt in all the pictures. Yes. Like, 
it's obviously the guy who owns the site, and he's been touring the places that they film yeah, the show. According to this site, pictures. this uh, enterprise in Germany owns the hotel that Wendy slings it right? at. Jane's apartment. Jane's apartment. Uh, uh, it's like this guy took the big tour of Albuquerque, the Breaking uh-huh. Bad tour. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's an Albuquerque tour guide. This maybe. is you know, We're going to see how far this rabbit hole goes. I'm yeah. gonna find but the this fact guy. that the official site's not mentioning it, it hasn't been tweeted by them. Uh-huh. That's where that stuff comes from. And the fact that it's not owned by anybody that was affiliated mm-hmm. with the previous marketing um, websites, that to me is a smoking gun. Either that or this is a genius viral marketing strategy. Um now, one thing that was interesting at the end, because there's someone that you can email, and they mm-hmm. ca- the way they capitalized uh, Madrigal. Yes, I noticed that. capitalized the G-A-L-E, mm-hmm. where it said capital Gale in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's, what do you make of that? Because whether it's a fan site or official, <sighs> even if it's a fan site, that's not coincidence that that name is in there. And when did they do that? If that's a fan site, when did they do that? Yeah. Because they couldn't have possibly known the connection, I don't back think. Back in episode... No. Back in episode nine of last no, season. No way. So, did they go in and change that tonight? Did they go in and change that four weeks ago when the case file came out? Right. Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting piece that I haven't uh, kind of put in the puzzle there. So, you should definitely Google it, or I'll, I'm yeah. going to link it. Uh, MagicalElectromotive.com. I, I linked it in the Breaking Bad News. You put it in your recap last night. I'll do it yeah. again in the show notes for tomorrow. Or tonight. Um, So what else we got? Uh, One final thing about this scene. How has Hank not made the connection with Walt? You know what? I actually think this scene is conclusive that Hank is not on the Walt trail at all. Okay. Because. uh, Yeah, I do have a theory on why. Because my thing is, if he was on the Walt train, he would have mentioned that he would have. But the fact that he didn't even mention, like, my Mm -hmm. brother-in-law had me thinking the other night. I I think that he is not even thinking of Walt in connection with this. And this, to me, is the clear coat mentioned earlier, the Walt mentioned. Once that goes, Hank's going to get on to him. But right now, the clear coat is protecting him. Hank knows almost too much about Walt. Uh-huh. Hank knows the kind of guy Walt was. Right. Hank knows absolutely nothing about the chicken man, so he right. can he's free to assume everything he wants. Like if Walt was his neighbor and not his brother in law, uh-huh. he might have already been on to him. Sure, yeah, I would think so. So Um so a few final points. I've of course you gotta the, play the name game. Exactly. That's what I want to do. The problem dog name game. Not this is the first time there's not an actual problem dog. We didn't have any dog at all. <laughs> There's yeah. no dog in this fight. That's true. Jesse says problem dog. He, he does calls Gail the problem dog. He does say it, but like yeah. I was expecting him to kick a puppy or something. You know? <laughs> You're a problem. Yeah, Boom. dog. <laughs> Boom. Or you got a problem, dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got two problem dogs for you. Okay. Hank's feet. What? Those are problem dogs. How? Come on. You don't get the joke? No, I don't. Dogs. Feet, dogs. Yes, but how are they a problem? They're a problem because you can't walk with them. Oh, Hank's, Hank's problem feet. dog. Yeah, Hank's oh, problem dog. I thought you were, for oh, some you reason, just ruined my joke. For some reason, it's funny how many times the listeners do this, too, because when people send us email, mm. they use Hank, Walt, Jesse, Gus. <laughs> Completely interchangeably. Interchangeably. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you can tell by context, uh-huh. but it's very yeah. much like a, a 
you know, standardized test logic puzzle. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're they're becoming hardwired in my brain right. as so, I speak. Otherwise, I would mix them up all the time. Yeah, I was going to say. So everybody on iTunes that gives us crap about getting them wrong, just send us an email. Yeah, try it. We I, dare you. Yeah, 50% <laughs> of the time, you're going to be wrong too, a-hole. And if you're not, we'll just mess it up on the show on purpose. <laughs> Look at this dumbass he wrote in. Who's going to believe us, you, you know? Yeah, who are they going to believe? You or the guy with the <laughs> podcast. Uh, but seriously, though, um, Hank is going to become a problem dog for Gus, I think. Uh, yeah, and Hank's the cartel already on to him. Yeah, um, Gus is becoming a problem dog for the cartel. Mm-hmm. Walt is a problem dog for Gus. Mm-hmm. Jesse, obviously a problem dog for $50 Gus. $50 bills, problem dog for Skyler. <laughs> She is. They are, yeah. For hemp, sure. Hemp air fresheners, problem dog for Marie. I can't get the third problem dog out there, though. Um, We've got Hank's feet. Well, because they didn't have a literal layer of meaning. And that's usually we find the uh, hidden yeah. meanings um, that they threw out in plain sight in, in, in the, the uh, Narcotics Anonymous meaning. But, yeah, there wasn't, like, a dog at all. I thought, sure, we'd see a dog. Or a hmm. dog would chew something up. Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like hmm. there could have been a dog running wet and naked from a car wash. Or... <laughs> Maybe there was. Maybe I was or, taking notes and I or, missed it. Or uh, a, uh, uh, a dog almost tripped Hank as he's walking into the DA <laughs> building. <laughs> Come on, Gilligan. Throw us a bone here. Oh, bah. Terrible joke. Oh, that wasn't even a joke. Uh, <laughs> that was me free association. Um, another question free I have. Basing. Where the hell is Huel? Why haven't what? we seen Huel in like four episodes? What the hell are you talking about? Saul's... No, Bodyguard. that's meat eating man. Oh, don't mess up right. the, the nickname. <laughs> the, uh, why haven't we seen the carnivore lately? Well, stay tuned to the spoiler section. Oh my. Yep. All right, we'll do that. Uh, that's it for the recap. How about we do a little housekeeping? Uh, you mean feedback? No, housekeeping. Because well, we want to do a poll. You right? keep that house. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Um. Basically, we're worried that our show is getting a little too long. Like this uh, tonight, for example. Tonight, we've had tons of feedback. Right, we're we're probably like an hour in already, and we have an hour of feedback to go. I'm wondering if it's the audience that thinks that it's too long. Yeah, like last time we asked you this, we were breaking the hour mark, just barely. We're yeah. not kissing the hour thirty mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd be willing to split this into two parts. Um, you know, recap and kind of news, mm-hmm. and then uh, feedback and spoilers. Yeah, but to me. As a podcast fan, I would rather keep it all in the one, unless it's going to be some three-hour deal that's going to be a problem for my mobile thing to con- consistently hmm. download. So you guys, look, I think I'm going to put up in um, like a Facebook poll uh, mm-hmm. that you can take that how long is too long, like hour, hour and a half, two hours, would you rather split, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. We, we did yeah. one of these a couple weeks ago, and the consensus was keep it, but now we're getting a little bit longer. Yeah, and we don't want to scare you guys off with like a two-hour podcast, so right. we've been trying to do it fast, but as you can see, it doesn't always work. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, that's it for housekeeping. Let's do listener feedback. Okay. Um, it's going to be funny because these are in chronological order from, you know, even a few hours after last cast, and you'll yeah. see the tone of the coffee theory <laughs> change. Yes, I love it. Chance W says, the coffee theory is absolute bullshit. <laughs> Um, he you're also right, right. S- said the scene in season one where Walt is discussing the chemical makeup of the body soul was absolutely with Gretchen. Oh, okay. um, I thought so. He said nothing is going to go wrong with the car wash. He is just b- b- kicking the shit out of us and <laughs> he, blowing holes He doesn't like my theories in particular. No. Nothing's going to go wrong with the car wash. The show has bigger fish to fry at this point. But what do they have to fry for Skylar? She has to deal with the money laundering. 
What if the car wash had a problem and she could no longer launder money through it? Um, I don't know. This arg- this email's argumentative enough without you chiming in. No, I'm bringing the arguments. He says, also, we've seen the Walt Scar recently and several times in season three. Uh, that's just the normal attention the detail Breaking Bad maintains. There's no way Junior isn't Walt's kid. Now he's going after the listeners. This was Gloria's spoilery wow. feedback in the spoiler section. Listener on listener action. Um... He says, plus, Walt and Skyler didn't marry quick. Remember the cute story that he had back in season one's Cancer Man? That's right. Skyler worked at the coffee shop that used a crossword puzzle habit to woo her. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they didn't get married quick. That's just their (laughs) meat cute. Um, So they started dating and then immediately got married? And he said she was only pregnant with Junior when they bought the house in the flashback from Full Measure. So I doubt she was effing T then. Um but then he goes, wait, Skylar worked at the coffee shop. Oh, oh, shit, I take it back. The coffee theory is valid. Oh, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so he brought it around. Uh, Joseph H., uh, who was a named the band contest winner, uh, which I was traveling all last week. I have still not followed up with you, dude. I will get back with that as soon as the cast is over. I'll send you an email, ask you your poster preferences, and get that shipped out to you. Sorry for letting you down on that. Um He's a new prediction. After watching Walter give the, get the keys to the car wash, uh, I was thinking that he might be considering turning it into his private meth lab if or when he breaks free from Gus's employment. Hmm. Similar business, large chemical shipments that can mask the chemicals used in meth. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I can see that. That's, I saw that on Reddit a couple times. Uh, Mitch W. also hammers home that it was Gretchen. Uh, plus, he's a BlackBerry user. I got that off his email. So. What does that have to do with it? He's a man of reason and discriminating taste. So that settles it. It was <laughs> definitely Gretchen. Okay. John from Manchester, England uh, says, uh, Good shit as always wants to know after season four, we'll be doing broad, uh, podcasts for Breaking Bad's earlier seasons. Oh, see, so you know we thought about that. And we're not sure yet. Um, I will say this. Uh, cause we're going to be doing walking dead and some other shows. Mm-hmm. If there's ever a lull in this Sunday night drama schedule that we don't have the cover, um, I could see us do revisiting starting with season one and just doing it as we have time. So yeah. I, I would recommend all of our fans keep our show in your subscription. If you are subscribing to it between because seasons, if yeah. there's some awesome breaking bad news sure. or, um, you know, just from time to time, we do a recap of an earlier show. I would love to have the full library. I mean, that's definitely yeah. my goal. I just can't sure. say that we're going to keep it up every week. Yeah, and we're more likely to if you send us feedback saying, hey, you'd love to hear it. I mean, honestly, we're doing this for the fans. So I, I, I don't do this to hear myself talk. I don't know about you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, send me the feedback, I guess, then. Uh, Mike H. says uh, he is joined the hell of our show um, and wanted to share his thoughts from a nobody in the fourth corner, Seattle. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. Seattle is nobody's fourth corner. It's the birthplace <laughs> of PAX, so it's always going to be special. Nobody puts Seattle in a corner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine that T-Rock or T-Poss or... No, wait, wait. It's 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 Tuvok. <laughs> the guy that is the new victor is Tuvok. Let's get that straight. Uh, he must be telling Walt the truth about the ladies. It seems to me that Gus doesn't need to pull any punches with Walt at this point. The ladies were doomed. Uh, Gus would have nothing to hide. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I thought telling the truth about what the, murdering the people about the ladies was like giving him advice on dating. No, the Hondurans. <laughs> yeah, I get that now, but I was confused. It's all context. Uh, also, I can't be certain about this, but I believe I've seen Gail's Java Lab uh, pert near empty before. I've been trying to track the coffee shh, level. Shh, shh, shh. No, don't, don't say that. 
<laughs> Don't read the rest of this no, feedback. Look, 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 man. <laughs> Your dead man's brew uh-huh. idea is total bullshit. I don't know, man. It I don't being know. the same brew and Maybe. when it runs out, everyone dies is bullshit. <laughs> but you're on to something with the coffee. So I All think right. if I was you, I would sweep that deal under the rug and just run with the coffee being significant. You think so? Okay. <laughs> I'll try that. Um, a Gloria, who last week got some mention in the spoiler section, says, and this is great. That's why I love the listeners. I think the time-lapse photography scenes could be a tip of the hat to the movie. Oh, God. Koyanis Katsi. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> Great. Um, and I looked. She she sent a link to Wikipedia, and uh, the uh, that translated in Hopi language could mean a life of moral corruption and turmoil or life out of balance. And she says everyone's life is out of balance and Breaking Bad, I'm just saying. So this film consist entirely of slow motion or time lapse mm-hmm. sped up photography of scenes from America. Yeah, it's very America. it's very visually cool. Yeah. But and that's what they're doing in this this season. I didn't yeah. notice that happening last night. Um but every other mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. Uh, episode did have that and if that is a nod to that, that's a slot that's a great nod because you know, hell yes, these people have lives out of balance and living lives of moral corruption and turmoil. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Brian V. from Bangkok says, perhaps Walt will make his turn similar to Vic Mackey at the end of The Shield. Oh, God, I haven't oh, finished The Shield. Oh, you can't read this. Spoiler alert. Uh, at the end, he will end up standing, perhaps in a witness protection program, while everyone around him is either dead or devastated. As each person falls around them, Walt will have an opportunity to save them, but in each case, his pride will get in the way. Hmm. I don't buy it just because Gilligan is, seems like he's pretty he really set wants on to killing kill Walt. Yeah. yeah. And, and he keeps on saying this is Scarface. That means Walt's got to die, people. We just Unless- spoiled two shows, Breaking Bad and The Shield. <laughs> and Scarface. And Scarface. Oh, uh, man. Uh, at some point, Hank will put together that Walt is Heisenberg and confront him. Perhaps he won't directly tell him he knows, but suggest that if he turned himself in and became a witness, that things would go better for him. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's good speculation, but I, yeah. just, I just think it's not in the cards. Um, I don't know. I think Hank's coming over the dark side eventually. It's one of my predictions. That would be cool. James H. says, uh, hey, I saw someone on the internet point out an awesome thing about this last episode. Walt asked Skyler at the start of the episode, who is it that you think you see? And at the end of the episode, Gus tells Jesse, I like to think I see things in people. Seems like a really sneaky hint that maybe Gus doesn't quite hmm. have Walt as figured out as he might think. Hmm. Interesting. I like that theory. Yep. Um, also... I'm going to skip this because he, we, we get in a, a discussion about whether Skyler's hot or not. And Marie, he, think, he thinks that uh, in a MILF contest, Marie would win. We'll talk about this subject a little bit later. Uh, he also asked, uh, could you guys, or would you guys actually want to be friends with Walter? That's an interesting Ooh. question because I've already know. I think Walt's dangerous. He should stay the hell away from me and my family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, I, I'll agree with that. And he's kind of like, he's, He's got that, like, really arrogant, passive-aggressive nerd thing going on to where I just think he'd kind of maybe be an ass asshole just mm-hmm. to hang out with in general. Yeah, it's possible. Because I, yeah. I love him for a chemistry teacher, though. Sure, uh, yeah. And he also wants to know, where's Wendy? He always loved the fucked up, the kind of sweet relationship between her and Jesse. When he was having his week-long break-up break down, I kept wondering why he didn't hang with her. Hmm. Yeah. Where's Huel? Where's Win- Oh, I'm sorry. Where's Carnivore? Where's Wendy? Meeting a man. Um, Wendy's just windy. Nick from Ottawa. Man, I tell you what, this guy, uh, he said, what a pity I got no answer to previous email. 
he didn't mention in our last podcast. It is a pity because we yeah. would have gotten even more respect than what you're about to get. And he sent this RTF, which can only be described as scholarly research, into Gail Bedecker's case file. And I, and I hope hmm. I, I asked him for permission to post it because I actually want to link it with the show notes or later on in this week's Breaking Bad News because mm-hmm. we're not going to get to talk about everything and the uh, level of detail he goes in is fantastic. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I haven't read it. I don't think I got either of those emails. Right. So I disagree with his take on cell phones because he said one of the pieces of evidence is, Ga- is Gail's cell phone, which is a prepaid, and he's like that that would probably have Mike's number. Mike's number is probably prepaid too. And again, if there's one thing mm-hmm. I learned in four years of the wire. Getting a trace or any kind of information on prepaid cell phones are a bitch. Yeah, they're called burners for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said the lab notes that maybe they could trace the lab or laundromat from this because, you know, uh, there's all this talk about the, la- the laundromat and how it's ab- below something. And it's got a freight elevator mm-hmm. and it's existing uh, location. So it's like they could be looking for a laundromat, a large industrial laundromat. How many of those mm-hmm. are in New Mexico? Uh, he also said the lab notes on page two, there's a cat list, which lists several companies. One in particular, Madrigal Electromotive is listed. Oh. Guess what? In season three, we saw that Los Palos Hermanos <laughs> is a registered trademark of Madrigal Electromotive, GmbH, so- which indicates it's a German company. So he put together that. Nick had this put together yeah. last week. Before wow. last week. This was before we got the, the, the last uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And wow. then he said... Now, after the fifth episode, Shotgun, we have the addition of the napkin from Los Polos Hermanos along with the part number written on it. Um, mm-hmm. In comparison to the lab notes, it's pretty clear that this is not in Gail's handwriting. My thoughts run this back to the Madrigal Electromotive, which is a German corporation, hence the G-E-R dash in the number, and mm-hmm. starts with the letter M for Madrigal. Could be a catalog, model number, or invoice number from some piece of lab equipment <laughs> purchased from Madrigal Electromotive for the Super Lab. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he's all over it. Damn right. And like I said, this is just like a tenth of what he wrote into us for his evidence. So I hope he gives us permission to post that because it's fantastic. Nick, totally sorry we missed this because it's fantastic. So, Next prediction, uh, prediction, Aaron Paul's going to win an Emmy nomination for his scene in rehab tonight. Aaron Paul, take it to hmm. the bank. This man can predict the future. Yeah. So C- Congratulations, Aaron Paul. 2012 <laughs> Emmy Award winner. Uh, uh, I, need a, I need a replacement co-host. For this show. So, Nick, if you're listening, shoot me an email. We'll figure it out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, because obviously you're smarter than me. And, and I'm the uh, smart Jim's one. already a show, smart so, one. Yeah. I've just been written up. So. With my coffee theories and your electronic equipment theories, we'll rule the Breaking Bad podcast world. <laughs> uh, Gary from La. Oh, that's LA. Right. Break. <laughs> nice. Um, he says... Uh, let's get to his predictions because we're running out of time. Walt Jr. Okay. will start to smoke meth and be more of an outcast, just like in the beginning when he wore black and had a fast car. Totally buy it. One of my predictions. Yep. Skylar's going to tell Marie the truth and is going to keep her quiet by spending that money. It seems Skylar and Marie are greedy and like money and things. Okay. Really? You think Skylar's coming clean to Marie? I don't see that happening. Mm. Because Marie can't keep her mouth shut. Even That's if you true. did buy her off, yeah. she'd still not yeah. keep her mouth shut. Uh, Jesse's going to be told to kill Walt, but he'll end up killing Mike. This is interesting. He will offer Mike the lucky cigarette somehow. <laughs> they will do yeah. their thing for a couple days, going around to be spots of money. They will be having coffee. Coffee. Uh, uh. And Mike will start having a heart attack, and Jesse will stare at him with tears in his eyes and say, I'm sorry, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, bitch. <laughs> bitch. I'm sorry, bitch. And that's... <laughs> 
I don't know if that's a real apology. Uh, Gus and Walt will finally meet, and Walt will kill Gus in the lab. <laughs> nerd versus nerd. No, Gus would kill Walt in a uh, in a hand to hand combat. Maybe. That- may- Maybe Gus is a nerdy, nerdy guy, and he no, doesn't fight. No, have you seen his guns? Yeah, he's a bit, he works out, for sure. I've but seen, maybe he's uncoordinated. I've seen Walt naked, and I've seen Gus with the gun show going. <laughs> no, uh-huh. no competition. Uh, Hank's going to get close, but find Gus dead in the lab. Season will then end. Uh, that's solid. That would be really good if, like, mm-hmm. Hank makes the... This is very Wire-esque, too. Uh, Hank makes the connection, arrives at the laundromat, and it's already uh-huh. shut down, and, and, you know, Gus is dead, and yeah. his leads are all burned to the ground. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, would and and he would know that Gus wasn't the... Gus wasn't the guy. Yep. Uh, he says, keep it up. Only wish it was a video podcast like the Losties. Uh, that's only because you haven't seen us. <laughs> I know yeah. you're from LA and you think everyone's beautiful, uh, but <laughs> it just ain't so. Uh, moving on, Jamie T. The coffee theory is both absurdly naive and entirely plausible. Yes, it's driving yeah. me crazy. You and me both, Jamie. <laughs> Especially last night when Jesse was so close to offing Gus via the coffee. Mm-hmm. Coffee's becoming a kind of Chekhov's gun, and that I think by the end of the season, someone will die by poison coffee. Yeah. It's just too big a deal or prevalent now not to be a big deal. Chekhov's brew. Chekhov's, the dead man's Chekhov's brew. <laughs> Agreed. How about I do some Twitter feedback? Give your mouth a rest. Uh, okay. We just got in the thick of the coffee thing. But yeah, go ahead. Do that. Oh, okay. Uh, I just saw that you were going on the Facebook stuff there. So um, so we got a couple messages from Twitter on our instant reviews that we did this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brain told me. <laughs> this, Don't that's the guy's brain. Name. I know. I shouldn't. Uh, the smartest person in the room is not always the best at solving problems because I had said, hey, Walt's the smartest guy in the room. Let him do his thing. Yeah, Mr. Smartest Guy on the podcast. <laughs> you just let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> well, if we have any problems that need solved, you got it. You got the job. Uh, on your review, he also said Jesse left the NA meeting. He wasn't kicked out. Eh, I don't know if that's conclusive, but uh, sure, we'll go with it. We got two messages from Art Corpse who says the DEA is covering for Gus, so he's buying into that theory, too. Uh, ABQ Police Department was straight, or, sorry, ABQ Police Department went straight to Hank, so they, they skipped the DEA altogether. Mike knows cops who look the other way. That's his prediction. Two more predictions from him, uh, from him or her, I'm not sure. Cartel takes out Chicken Man, leaving the organization headless, and Lab moves to Car Wash. So a lot of people on Chicken's board with the Car Wash. run around without a head for a long time. <laughs> this I know. I wonder if that's why they went with chicken. Because <laughs> once they kill Gus, the thing's going to keep going. Yeah, the empire's going to flop around. Uh, and his other prediction, Heisenberg will take revenge on Ted someday. Maybe getting him whacked, bitch. Yeah, there's a, couple, there's a strong undercurrent of the listeners wanting to see some IFT revenge. Yeah. Like, yeah. more than just impotently throwing a plant against a plant-proof window, apparently, <laughs> in yeah. a lobby. Yeah, that was unsatisfying no that was the opposite of satisfying unsatisfying <laughs> yes yeah. exactly. exactly you could call it unsatisfying uh, cjk says in reference to gail's coffee without a doubt no question it's the same so he is totally on board saying that is gail's brew no yeah, more power to I you would CJK. yourself from that part of the prediction my friend no i'm embracing it whole hog <laughs> whole chicken uh, nate the bjork from the breaking bad edition podcast says about the coffee my guess is no one since, or my guess is no one since we see Walt drink coffee at least once a day in the lab. But who knows? Or my guess is no. So he doesn't think that it's Gail's coffee. Yeah. So we got two pieces of feedback there about the coffee, and Sister once Cass is, is, is pissing on your prediction. 
Well, let him. <laughs> let him. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> uh, fifth day of May says, don't throw Indiana under the bus for not knowing your geography. Really, Montana is not one of the four corners. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, backing us up. And Gracie yeah. Lou 7285 says, glad to hear you guys are doing a Walking Dead podcast. Should we say a little about that? We do plan to do a Walking Dead podcast uh, when the show starts up in October on Halloween of all days. Which I think Breaking Bad will be done by then. It should be done. I mean, we got six seasons, six episodes left and mm-hmm. eight weeks until that happens. Exactly. So. Thank so God. It should be good. Yeah. We have just enough time to do a predictions for next year and like a yeah. ep series recap and then Walking Dead. Awesome. So uh, That's all the feedback I have from Twitter. Uh, so. Back to Facebook. Jasmine Bowens. Bowens? Uh, Jasmine B. Sorry. Oh! I know. Edit. I gotta quit doing that. Um, <laughs> she says, after last night's episode, I'm on to your dead man's coffee theory. Yes. No, Jasmine. Back, yes! Back away from the dead man's part, but the coffee <laughs> is sure. Um... Jamie D says it's definitely possible. It's got to mean something. Uh, maybe not death or impending death, though. <laughs> uh, he says, "Remember scene from a few episodes back where Walt says to Walt Junior, when did you start drinking coffee? Does that mean Junior's going to die too?'" Yep. Yeah. I actually it does. think, yeah, it would not be surprised if some somebody in Walt's family dies. And he's wearing all black. He's doomed. He's done. Right. Uh, Xavier uh, A, which I believe he's the one from France. Uh, when you first mentioned it a couple of weeks back, I was like, WTF, but now I'm game <laughs> to your cause. Coffee scenes are being used as a tension booster all across. Mm-hmm. Well done with your Walter Jr. working for Gus Prediction 2. Um, I believe that Walt might have a problem with letting that happen. No. Actually, that's a good point. Uh, Walt would lose his shit if oh. he found out that he was working at Los Polos Hermanos. Yeah, he would. Yeah. And Nick Weeport just said immediately after the episode aired, he goes subscribing to coffee. <laughs> so he's all in. Yeah, this I think this was the one that sealed the deal. Uh huh. When Jesse tries to poison the coffee. Yeah, and they showed that, like I said, it's coffee porn. The slow uh-huh. dripping and yeah, right? the grinds going in. Yeah. Uh, um, Jeffrey E says Mike's playing an angle. The guys that shot up delivery truck last week were not cartel. They are all at the meeting with Gus, but they work for Gus. Uh, in parentheses, Mike. Check out the shooters last week. They're not Hispanic. It's hard to say what a Hispanic is, honestly. Especially I mean, that in is, Hollywood. That is one of the most flexible mm-hmm. uh, racial I've seen Asians subtypes. playing Hispanics in yeah. Hollywood. So it's like, I don't know what that actually means, but I do know for sure that the three guys that locked the guys in the truck and poisoned them were of the th- people that showed up on the cartel side. So mm-hmm. I don't, I, I hate to disagree with you there, Jeff, but that's, uh, I, I reviewed the video evidence and that's, uh, them's the breaks. Um, Austin R says, love the podcast. Sorry to disappoint you guys. I'm another Arizona listener. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just challenging the New Mexicans. Mm-hmm. They need to, you know, mm-hmm. as long as they keep a healthy two to one, I mean, it's their show. Come on. They can't let Arizona yeah. beat them. Well, California spanking him. Uh, he has a prediction. He said, I can't remember which one of you said it, but predicted Walt would cheat on Skylar. That's Aaron, me. Yep. Um, because that's one line he hasn't crossed yet. But in season three, episode four, entitled Green Light, Walt does try to cheat on mm, Skylar with yeah. his hot ass principle. Yes, and she did reject him, although one could argue she led him on like every scene and every season uh episode up to that point. Ah, um, she's just being friendly. Yeah, probably. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's my that's, being a social that's my chauvinist pig coming through. But the thing is, that was the um I actually thought that happened immediately after the IFT moment. So 
he was under emotional duress, uh, flailing mm-hmm. around. His wife's leaving him. She just confessed cheating on him with his boss. Uh, who knows if if she did was receptive, he could have just kissed her and said, "I can't do this" or whatever. I mean, you, you just don't know. Since things ended early, and still, I think he's going to hmm. definitely do it. That's that's my. I, I'm I'm making that an ironclad. That's wow. All right. Uh, Matthew E was very excited to learn that we're from Indiana. I thought I recognized one of your voices from Erie Radio. Not me. Eerie radio sounds like a cool thing, but uh, neither yeah. one. Of, are you doing that? Are no, you lighting? Are you podcast cheating on me, Jim? <laughs> I'm looking for another co-host. So Nick, <laughs> um, this is the same guy that uh, twittered at us. He said, "Don't throw education, Indiana education, under the bus for not knowing the four corners." Uh, I mean, come on, man, represent. I love Indiana, ah. um, but I gotta say, my small town. I, I I had everything that I got out of the education. I got it myself. They didn't try real hard. <laughs> to instill the fundamentals and um anytime the indiana education podcast no um but i just want to say because the next well i'll just get to the next email um this is kind of a downer uh but julie l said like listen to your insights in the show but she'd like to ask for us to stop discussing anna gunn's weight she's not fat she's beautiful she might be pregnant or postpartum you don't talk about jonathan banks or dean norris Discussing a real person's weight adds nothing to the show. You said you'd stop, so please follow through. Um, I just want to talk about this a little bit um, because we tr- – I mean, I don't want to be insensitive, but I am from Indiana. I was raised in Indiana. I was raised in a fundamentalist religion, and I've actually worked really hard in my life to overcome a lot of prejudice and being insensitive. But some of it comes out, and, mm. you know, I just, just – we're going to try really hard, but – I want to disagree a little bit there and that we did make fun of Jonathan Banks' floppy ears. Mm. Um, we make fun of the carnivore. We did make fun of the meat-eating man. Uh, we've talked about eyebrow man's eyebrows. If someone has a you know significant physical trait, we tend to mention it. And the internet has a huge pop- person of the population that mm-hmm. hates Skylar and always says she's fat. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Skylar's fat. I think Skylar's attractive, but she has gained weight from season three going into season four, and that's part of the show, and it's coming up. And I when, hope that you'll forgive yeah. us the occasional joke here or there at characters' expenses. It's nothing mm-hmm. against Anna Gunn. It's nothing against Jonathan Banks. He's an older man who's got sure. cartilage drooping. It's nothing against <laughs> yeah. whatever the dude's name has got the bushy eyebrows. It's uh, just, you know. Well, and at the end of the day... Podcasts are kind of entertainment, right? Right. I mean, we're not we're not here to just discuss facts about what happened in the right. show. We're here to entertain a little bit, and sometimes you get caught up in the moment and you make a joke, an insensitive joke or something, and it just comes out. And right. when when a major discussion is happening on the internet about it, it's hard not to think about it and kind of be swept up by that. Right. So, yeah, if if we go overboard, let us know, uh, and we apologize in advance but yeah. just, and we we, we are trying to monitor it that's the only piece of feedback we've gotten on it uh, we've actually gotten a lot of people say they wish we hate it on Skylar more <laughs> yeah um, but you know I, again we try to be a little balanced with it and i'm definitely open to us having blind spots when it comes to mm. issues like that so please keep sending it to us and making us aware of it and don't take it personally if something slips through our filter because yeah. we're you know and now that she's not being so bitchy <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not a problem. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, we also I got an email. Boy, this guy, John from Portland, squeaked one under wire on us. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he sincerely hopes Walt Jr. doesn't get into meth. Um, 
I sincerely hope he does because <laughs> that would be an awesome dramatic uh, and a point. Ding. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, during the first couple shots in this week's episode, he was uh, sort of hoping sarcastically that it was Walt driving the car, Walt Jr. That he was going to demonstrate the audience's ability to become Walt's getaway driver. Uh, <laughs> Walt be Jr. Cool. being Walt's wheelman would be freaking sweet. Wouldn't that be a flip of the script? John yeah. from Portland, I endorse that idea. That's breaking stereotypes. So he says he doesn't want him on meth, but if he were to get into meth, I question what would be an acceptable way. Gus introducing it to Jr. by proxy. Hmm. Um, would Hank convince Jr. into buying from um, someone in Gus's circle, perhaps resulting in Jr. getting into more immediate danger? I don't... No, I don't know Hank, about that. Hank is a protector of his family. He would not put them in any danger. Yeah, and, but we did see Hank like showing Walt Jr. the ropes on the drugs. I mean, he was doing it to scare him off of it. Yeah, um, scare him straight, but he's not yeah. going to send him to make purchases. I, yeah, I don't think he's going to get Walt Jr. deep in this. He no. just wants him on the periphery trying to find out anything suspicious. So that is a heck of a lot of feedback. Um, yeah, we're probably is. going to get to the point that we cannot get to all of it. Uh, if you think we missed one, feel free to let us know because I do want to at least send an email back to everybody that sends a message or message you back on Facebook, even if we can't read it on the air. Yeah. So, um, but uh, thank you so much. We uh, It's like we talk about it all the time on Instant Messenger. We're like, oh, my God, how are we <laughs> going to get to all this awesome feedback? That's yeah. a good problem to have if you're a podcast. Totally, totally. I'm I keep totally making our lives about it. difficult. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> you're gonna get stuff in the mail. You don't want. <laughs> All right, that's it for this uh, for the non-spoilery section of this episode. Next week's t- episode is titled Hermanos. Uh, stick with us after the music. If you want to get in touch with us, send your takes to breakinggood at baldmove.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Leave us uh, a message at our Facebook site, uh, facebook.com slash break, breaking good, breaking Twitter good. me at twitter.com slash break good. Yeah. It's at break good, not breaking good because some yeah. idiot had taken it with one tweet with or one zero tweet. tweets and one Damn follower it. or something stupid. Yeah. Um, any <laughs> other place? Uh, oh, also, um, Continue to leave us uh, iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews, yes. That's the best way to stroke our ego. Yeah, and the, the best way to grow the show and the community. And we've oh, you guys have been doing a heck of a job with it so far, mm-hmm. so keep it up. That's awesome. Yep, love it. That's it. Until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you in the spoilers. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, go ahead and play the promo for next week. On the next episode of AMC's Breaking Bad, Gustavo Frank. Remember him? Well, I suspect the man's a drug dealer. The bigger problem's the cartel. We watch him back. It could be the perfect storm. Our timetable has advanced. You have got to make this meeting happen tonight. This is what comes of blood for blood. Hank catching Gus equals Hank catching us. Wow, that was a lot of visual Whoa. stuff going on there. Um, so can we talk about The Perfect Storm real quick? Sure. Because in the movie, I just saw this movie for the first time the other day, <laughs> the one with George Clooney. Uh, in The Perfect Storm, there were three storms about to hit each other. There was... Uh, so so what are the three storms in this? Do you think there are three storms? I think one of them is a cartel, one of them is Walt. What's the third storm? Do you think they're on the Hank at this point? They might be. I think that's the third storm and the perfect storm. Hmm. 
Maybe hmm. because yeah, he's know. certainly onto them, and he's he's pushing his way in there. How would Jess, get... now? Let me because there's this one particular scene in this trailer where someone is planting. It looks like a recording device right there on, on like a mailbox or trash can. Yeah, and I can't tell who it is. It almost looks like it could be Gus. Um, but he's putting yeah something hmm. right there, and it's in a parking lot. What is it? You think that's Tuvok? It could be Tuvok. It's someone with dark Maybe, skin. Maybe let's talk about the title. Hermanos, maybe this is Max, finally. It's Gus's brother. Gus's brother we've been talking about in low so many spoiler sections. Because Hermanos, of course, means brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I thought that when he talks about the blood on blood, which obviously has got to be referring to his brother. Um, uh-huh. I mean, we're going to get a mention of him even if we don't see him. They show like a pool of blood expanding in water. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I... It's hard to put too much weight into anything that they do because we see how many times that they've lied outright to us. <laughs> uh-huh. um, also, like, uh, what do you think of this scene where it shows Skylar disassembling a couch and stuffing it with money? <laughs> That's where she's trying because, to keep the money. Because, Reed, you've got the spoiler tag for this week. What is, I do. It, it actually says something about that. Um, yeah, for Hermanos, it says, Skylar develops a solution for her money troubles. Hank enlists Walt to investigate a theory. Walt grows impatient with Jesse. So she's got an unconventional approach to launder this money. Um, yeah, I don't know that stuffing it into a couch is really laundering <laughs> it. <laughs> then she's going to sell the couch to Goodwill for 50 bucks, and that will convert <laughs> from 250000 It's a really poor exchange rate, but it is laundering the money. 0.01%. So, but I, I, whatever, uh, I'm check, really curious about what they're slapping onto that thing. Well, check out Gus's... No, Gus is wearing a trench coat there. Never mind. A trench coat? Yeah, he's wearing a tan trench coat. No, that could be a wind, like a windbreak. I could totally buy that. Yeah, that's that could be because that. Because it's the same color as the guy mm-hmm. who's putting that on the mailbox. Yep. I don't know. That doesn't strike me as the shape of uh, Gus's hand, though. You don't think so? Why? <laughs> no. I don't know. It's too it's too long or something. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know what else is. But yeah, we see a, a photo of Victor thinking have you seen me to call yeah that might be how he figures out the daea is on to him yeah because gus looks over at that photo yeah yeah um why do you think he's meeting with hank why Uh, do you think he's at the dea i think he's at the dea all the time you think so he's just there for his monthly checkup yeah say hey i'm gonna donate some money Mm -hmm. plus maybe the fact that he saw hank there kind of decided "Hmm, interesting yeah he was gonna go in there and wave the flag and see what he could find out uh, so... So, yeah, that's that's uh, a lot of good stuff in that promo. What other spoilers you got for us, Jim? Uh, we, I have a, a huge amount of spoilers. I actually have the titles and the summaries of all the episodes up to the end of the season. No, we've had the... Ti- with the, spo- the titles have been available for some time, haven't they? Yeah, but the summaries? Eh, okay. I'm not yeah, so I sure on the summaries. I haven't seen that. Um, so we read the one for next week. Um, the episode after that is called Bug. And the summary for that is Skyler's mistakes come back to haunt her. So apparently whatever she's doing to launder money is not going to work or Ted's going to come back. That's a possibility because that was definitely one of her mistakes. Uh, it also says Gus takes action against his rivals. Jesse seeks Walt's help. You know, this bug, that's got to be a reference to the bug we just saw placed in Hermanos, right? Yeah, I would think so. Skyler's mistakes come back to haunt her. Interesting. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's not Ted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the next episode after that is called Salud. Uh, Walt's family worries when he does not when he doesn't show up for Walt Jr.'s birthday. Jesse puts his lab skills to the test without Mr. White's help. 
Yeah, what the hell is oh. going on? Why is, in, why is Walt unavailable here? Yeah, why is he? Why do you think? Because, and Jesse has to do a cook, so it must not be something on the Gus front. And what does that mean oh, if Jesse can cook himself without Walt's help? What does that mean for Walt? Yeah. yeah that's trouble for Walt. Mm. Um, then the next episode is called Crawl Space, and it says Walt takes drastic action to protect his secret. And, and Gus. Gus. So the tables have got to turn here. And it's interesting because one of the listeners uh, actually talked about um, that he thought that somehow Walt will save Gus and that's what's going to get him back in his good graces. And I predicted mm-hmm. that Walt will offer Hank services to Gus. And that actually, with the way this arc is going, might actually work out. It might. <laughs> Here's wow. These these are really spoilery, guys. Yeah. Because the uh-huh. next part of the crawl space summary says Skyler's efforts to resolve to solve Ted's financial problems hit a wall, which means the mistakes that they were talking about Ted. is definitely Ted, and it's definitely the accounting that she did mm-hmm. with Ted. But she right? she did everything straight with him. She she refused. No, it. she no no no. She, she said at least let's do it right. Yeah. Well, at least we have to have it believable. Yeah, I think you're right. She yeah, didn't she? Said I can't because they have that hand me. holding across the desk scene. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think I think she was on the the take there. Uh, then the next one I actually don't have a title for. The next two, mm-hmm. um, but the first one says Hank pushes Gomez to pursue a lead. Walt struggles to protect his family, and Jesse gets alarming news. Jesse has cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what those are. Um, but the final episode says Walt and Jesse team up on Gus. Walt finds an unexpected ally with Saul's help. So what is going on There's, with Walt, Jesse, and Gus? Yeah, no shit, man. There's got to be a lot of <laughs> going back and forth on that because yeah. he's trying to protect Gus, and now he's teaming up on Gus. And unexpected mm-hmm. ally, that's got to be Mike, right? I hope so because that's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with Saul's help, I don't know. Maybe Saul convinces him. That's a lot of spoilers. These are actually, I hope the listeners haven't been like, listening to our spoiler section thinking, these guys are all bullshit. Yeah. They don't talk about real spoilers. Because yeah, because we just kicked your ass. <laughs> the thing is, is you don't really know. These That's true. give you a lot of information without giving you a lot of information. That's true. I think some of them are definitely spoilers. I mean, the fact that Ted's going to be back mm-hmm. and he has financial problems, that's eh, pretty spoiler. That's a spoiler, but it yeah. doesn't tell you... How, why, what? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really ruin the show for me. No, it's just it's tantalizing. Yeah, just like I know Max is coming to the show at some right, point. We Gus's knew it. brother. It's kind of like the other. We're waiting for the shoe to drop. Uh-huh. We don't know when and how it's going to look when it does. So, sure. so that is a lot of spoiler information. Um, I hope you wanted to hear it. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else. Do you have anything? I don't think so. Okay, well let's end the show then because it's running a bit long. All right. All right, we will see you guys next week in Hermanos. Yep, see you later.